I'm Gage, and this is America Divided. Thirteen days after Election Day in America, and former President Barack Obama is giving his two cents on the election and, and really his opinion on what Trump should do. Um, in a national interview done by 60 Minutes yesterday, uh, Sunday, and he had a lot to say, uh, basically blaming a lot of what the Democrats have done on the Republicans. Um, there's no surprise there, as you know, Democrats really hate to have to take responsibility for any of their mistakes. You know, um, something that we've talked about many times in the past is that whenever a Republican does something, you know, they can't do anything right. You know, that's what it comes down to. I, I hear that all the time. But when Democrats screw up, they they blame it on the Republicans. They say, oh, the Republicans are, you know, they're, they, there's a problem with them. They, they don't want to see America prosper because America prospering is, is doing away with our capitalist society and enforcing socialism but but that's besides the point so there was a there was a question that uh that the interviewer uh scott pelly had asked and it was about you know what is your advice to trump and well watch this clip what is your advice in this moment for president trump well a president is a a public servant they are temporary occupants of the office by design and when your time is up, uh, then it is your job to put the country first and think beyond your own ego and your own interests and your own disappointments. Um, my advice to President Trump uh, is if you want at this late stage in the game to be remembered as somebody who put com- country first, uh, it's time for you to do the same thing. You know, for, for Obama to say this, it's kind of, um, I, I think a lot of Republicans are going to lose respect for the man if they had any in the first place. You know, personally, I never had any uh, any problem with Barack Obama. I uh, I was very young when he took office. I think I was, what, 16 when he left office. So I, w- I was very young. Um, and, uh, you know, watching this, I you know, I'm seeing him say a lot of things. He's, you know, he's using the, the Obama you know, method where he's like, uh, you know, he, he tries to to wait a lot to say stuff. He's like, uh, you know, if Obama really cared about our country, he would want the truth, regardless if Biden still wins the election or if Trump gets another four years. You know, this interview is just fully partisan. This is just Democrat nonsense all the way. It's not about the best interest in the, in the in the country. It's it's about they want to win this election at all costs. Democrats can't afford four more years of Trump and it's evident. It, we're already we're only in the first clip of this of this episode. You know, it, it blows my mind that he's going to put 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 it off on ego. Millions of people watch 60 minutes. It's not just Democrats, it's Republicans too. 60 Minutes isn't just known for their political journalism. It's it's also, they do a lot of interesting stories that I've seen before. I, I very much am a fan of 60 Minutes. But this interview, they're asking questions that are just so one-sided. In this next question, Scott Pelley talks about demo- the, our democracy crisis and all that. And, and this is what Obama had to say. You write in the book, our democracy seems to be teetering on the brink of a crisis. What do you mean? We have gone through a presidency that 
disregarded a whole host of basic institutional norms, uh, expectations we have for a president that uh, have been observed by Republicans and Democrats uh, previously. Uh, and maybe most importantly uh, and, and uh, most disconcertingly, what we've seen is what some people call truth decay, <laughs> something that's been accelerated by outgoing President Trump, the sense that not only do we not have to tell the truth, but the truth doesn't even matter. Basically, by him saying that, he's saying that Trump wasn't corrupt. Trump didn't go into office basically being the pushover president that our country's used to. He didn't go into the office playing the game of politics. He went into the office with the best interests of the American people in mind. That's what Trump did. Obama, on the other hand, went into office and basically was a pushover. He already made his history. He already made his legacy being the first black president. He didn't really need to have any wins with policy because of the fact that he was going to be remembered as the first black president. It's as simple as that. You know, the only thing that you really remember from Obama's administration is Obamacare, and it's because it's called Obamacare. And there's a lot of, you know, disputes on if it's, if it's, if it works or not. You know, it's still up for debate today at this very moment. So obviously, you know, he's going to sit there and, and, and act like he is, um, you know, the best president in the world. But let's let's go. Let's get back to it. What are these false claims of widespread election fraud doing to our country right now? The president doesn't like to lose and uh, never admits loss. Um, I'm more troubled by the fact that other Republican officials who clearly know better are going along with this, are humoring him in this fashion. Um, it is one more step in delegitimizing not just the incoming Biden administration, but democracy generally. And that's a dangerous path. We would never accept that out of our own kids behaving that way if they lost. Right? I, I, I mean, if, if, if my daughters in, in any kind of competition uh, pouted and, and then accused uh, the other side of uh, cheating when they lost when there was no evidence of it, we'd scold them. You know, I, I think that there has been uh, this sense over the last several years that literally anything goes and is justified in order to get power. Uh, and uh, you know, that's not unique to the United States. There are strong men and dictators around the world who think that I can do anything to stay in power. Uh, I can kill people. I can throw them in jail. I can run phony elections. I can suppress journalists. Um, but that's not who we're supposed to be. And one of the signals, I think, that uh, Joe Biden needs to send to the world is that, no, th those values that we preached and we uh, believed in and subscribed in, uh, we still believe. But the truth doesn't even matter. Okay, you know, that's th those are bold words coming from a Democrat. The truth very much matters, but, but the problem is it's the fact that the truth is being suppressed. Now, I'm not saying it's being suppressed solely by the left, but a majority 
of leftists and leftist media companies are censoring it, including tech companies. You know, when you have some stories that, you know, may have a positive picture to shine on on Trump or, you know, maybe something great that the Republicans are pushing, they just don't report on it because it doesn't matter to them. They, you know, it hurts these these liberal media companies, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, when, you know, they have to report a positive story that the GOP is working on because they're just so partisan. Even Fox News, Fox News is extremely partisan. Um, you know, they've had a history of being more conservative, uh, you know, being a conservative platform. But recently, they've really switched tides to be more liberal. You know, unfortunately, the truth is something that is has to be disputed. You know, the truth should be the truth. But currently in this day and age, it's not that simple. You know, you have debates on if something is true or not. You have, you know, the mainstream media and these tech companies up testifying because no one can trust them. You know, and that's, I think that's, that's why conservatives, and I've said this before that, you know, it's basically state TV because it's just liberal propaganda all the way. It's, it's one thing to tell the truth and, you know, maybe the Democrats do something amazing, but for there not to be equal representation for the right, that's where it gets fishy. You know, a majority of Americans get their news from watching the nightly news. You know, they might come home from work or they might, you know, in the morning, they'll have the, the morning shows and it's meant to tell the news. It's not meant to give opinions. It's not meant to suppress news, good news from the Republicans. It's not meant to do that. So you have so many people that just don't trust the media anymore. And yeah, it's a crisis, but it's not Trump's fault. This is, this all happened because Trump ran for president. You remember that, right? You know, the, you know, these, these networks, they couldn't afford to run a good story on Trump. So what did they do? They suppressed everything. Do you know what delegitimized the election? The fact that the entire year before the election, this entire year of 2020, we heard, you know, we, we read stories, we, we heard news stories, we, we, we heard politicians say that they're going to win this election at all costs. And, you know, then they pushed this mail-in vote thing. Okay, now, from an outside view, mail-in voting sounds very, very um, safe. You know, you're putting your vote into the mail and it's going to go to a voting place and it's going to be counted. From a normal mind, it seems safe. But the truth of the matter is both Republicans and Democrats know that there's going to be mass voter fraud with mail-in votes. It's it's just, it's simple. For months and months and months, we saw the Democrats say, there's no such thing as voter fraud. There won't be any voter fraud with mail-in votes. We, you know, it's just, it's just Republican talking points. And the truth of the matter is, you know, we saw up until, I mean, they were, some people were, were allowing mail-in votes a month or two in advance of the election. And we saw stories of, of, um, Trump ballots being thrown out of trucks and all that. And, and it's a scary thing. And that's why people don't trust the election anymore. That's why this election is probably the least trusted election in American history. You know, I've heard people say that they're never going to vote again. I've heard people say that they they hope there's a civil war. I, I've heard so many people say that they really, really think that there's 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 corruption with the government, admitting it. And these aren't just Republicans. These are Democrats, too. And the truth is... Everyone should want a free and fair election. 
Everyone. That's how a democracy works. There's no doubt about that. I'm not denying that, nor are Republicans. A democracy is a sacred thing, especially the United States democracy. It doesn't matter if one candidate is threatening the Constitution or not. If enough American people want that to happen, then that's just how it goes. That's how a democracy works. We don't live in a dictatorship, after all. We live in a democracy that, for the most part, every American voice counts. Every American voice that participates in the elections, of course. And when you have a president that said, a former president, mind you, that says that, uh, you know, the sitting president is destroying faith in the election system. I'm talking of Trump, of course, the, the president that that didn't want to do mail-in voting. He wanted people to go to town offices and anywhere to cast your ballot in person, which, yeah, there's going to be voter fraud regardless, but it isn't going to be on a mass scale. You see, when you have... And I've, I've, I've seen so many reports of this. We can go into this in another episode. But, you know, I've seen so many reports of people saying that, you know, letters are being opened ahead of time and the letters are being thrown out. The, the, the actual, like, identification part, which is the letter itself, was being thrown out. And then and then you had, you know, um, um, people that would... Uh, you know, they throw that out and then and then they'd count the ballot later on because, you know, they would sign in the information or whatever. The system is broken and, and the politicians, especially liberals, knew that this was going to happen. They, they knew that there was going to be some sort of voter fraud, whether it be on a mass scale or, or uh, you know, a minimal scale. And um, this is just them picking up the pieces. This is this is them hiding evidence, having Barack Obama come out and say, you know, Barack Obama, mind you, is one of probably the most popular, most recent United States presidents, not because he's he's black, but because he's young. He has energy. He represents the younger Americans, which is, by the way, the majority. Hell, even I don't mind his personality. I think his personality is great. I disagree with him on policy. Obama, I never had a problem with Obama. I, I had I had heard Republicans say, oh, he's incompetent. I don't think he's incompetent at all. I think he would make for a great Republican. Uh, you know, I think he'd, you know, he makes for a great Democrat. He made a good president. Just the problem is I disagreed with his policies. That's it. That it's plain and simple. You know, and, and for him to to say, oh, the GOP knows that they lost Ferns Group. Republicans know that Trump lost is it's very irresponsible because regardless if Trump lost the election or not, it's a matter of the American people deserve to know. If there is voter fraud or not, simple as that. President-elect Biden won in this election more votes than anyone in history. Yeah. And yet, the 2020 vote wasn't a repudiation of Donald Trump. It was more like an affirmation. He received 71 million votes, 8 million more than he did in 2016. What does that tell you about our country today? Well, A, it tells us that we're very divided. And as I said, it's not just the politicians now. The voters are divided. Um, it has now become a contest where issues, facts, policies per se don't matter uh, as much as identity and wanting to uh, beat the other guy. Uh, you know, that's taken priority. I do think the current media environment adds to that greatly. This democracy doesn't work if we don't have an informed citizenry. This democracy doesn't work if we don't have uh, 
responsible elected officials at other levels who are willing to call the president when he's not doing something right. Call him on. Obama is saying that America is divided. We're listening. You're listening to America divided right now, by the way. But I think he's being very irresponsible when saying that because America, it is the voters. The voters are very divided. It's it's uh, it's not really the politicians as much as, as it's the voters. The truth is that voters are just sick and tired of this of this constant political train that's been going on for for decades now, where you have these politicians that that get elected on these on these promises. They All they do is they spend money, they add to the deficit, and they don't make people's lives any better. The American people have been sick and tired of that for years now, and they really showed that in 2016 when they voted for Trump. I think the Democrats expected uh, Trump to lose this election by 40 million votes. I really do, because they seem so surprised to understand that 8 million more people voted for him than they did in 2016, which just blows my mind because it's it's obvious. He's he's done a lot. You know, when they do a poll and they ask people, are you better off today than you were four years ago? And, you know, 70% say they are. But that's that's good news. Honestly, that's good news to hear. It's not really as much as beating the other guy. I mean, I will admit that that both parties have done this for years. It's been a game of patty cake where Democrats go back and forth with Republicans. It's not just on a large scale federal government. I'm talking the Senate, you know, senators of local states and whatever. This has happened for years. This, this isn't anything new. So yeah, Obama is right. There, there is one of those, you know, it's like a, you know, going back and forth, going back and forth. It is the GOP for many years has only cared about beating the other guy, but the DNC has been the same way. It seems though, Mr. President, that Americans have gone from disagreeing with one another to hating one another, the a problem that this man had. Uh, you know, and I wonder uh, he's, how a, he's, we- a, he's a good example of, uh, of somebody who, uh, who I think understood deeply uh, the need to, to be able to see uh, another person's point of view. How do we overcome where we are today? Well, there's no uh, American figure that I admire uh, any more than Abraham Lincoln, but he did end up uh, with a civil war on his hands. I think we'd like to avoid that. Uh, I, I, I do think that uh, a new president can set a new tone. That's not going to solve all the gridlock in Washington. I think we're going to have to work um, with the media and with the tech companies to find ways to inform the public better about the issues and to uh, bolster the the standards that in short we can separate truth from fiction. I think that we have to work at a local level. When you start getting to the local level, mayors, uh, county commissioners, et cetera, they've actually got to make real decisions. It's not abstractions. It's like we need to fix this road. We need to uh, get this snow plowed. We need to make sure our kids uh, have a a safe playground to, to, to play in. And uh, at that level, I don't think people have that kind of visceral hatred. And, and that's where we have to start in terms of rebuilding the social trust we need for democracy to work. The only way we're going to avoid a civil war is if the Democrat Party and the Republican Party can just have a majority moderates because you have too many liberal, radical leftists. I mean, the quote unquote vice president elect Kamala Harris is the most liberal politician in American history. You know, 
you can't have this. People don't like radicals. That is the only way you can prevent a civil war. And as far as separating from truth, truth from fiction, that's all up to the media. Media, the media needs to do a better job at not being partisan. The, the, the media needs to do a, a better job on reporting the facts rather than their agenda. You know, when I watch CBS News and they say real facts by real people, that just makes me think you are bullshitting so many Americans. Tell the truth and America will come together. I've been Gage and I'm signing off.